Today is Monday, October 24th, 2022. Biden freezes up and says he could drop dead tomorrow in bizarre interview before manhandling reporter and endorsing child mutilation. Fauci and Saki could be deposed over colluding with big tech to censor America and Trump Force One returns. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. Well, I think there are a number of things that happened. Number one, I think that uh, we... Uh, we began to uh, we had a leader who concluded that that the, the truth didn't matter a whole lot. Have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything thank you so much for watching this show we are seeing record viewership and we deeply deeply appreciate your support this is 100 percent user supported content we do not have corporate overlords we do not have anyone telling us what we can and cannot say every single morning we bring you the energy we bring you the vibe and we bring you the truth and if you want to support us in a free way because we know the economy is disastrous for everyone right now and it's about to get a lot worse we're going to cover that in the show please go and like our show like our content share our content it is right before the midterm so we are definitely getting de-boosted in the algorithm and please subscribe to our podcast if you subscribe to our podcast that is a number one way that we can grow this show grow this audience and it helps us keep going we are free ladies and gentlemen and we're going to stay that way we are free to use our brains. However, Joe Biden is not. Joe Biden is not free to use his brain because Joe Biden doesn't have a brain. Joe Biden is straight up literally telling MSNBC on air that he's about to drop dead. That's an exact quote from Joe Biden this weekend in a absolute train wreck doesn't begin to cover it. A Titanic that gets hit by the meteorite from the movie Armageddon uh, that uh, gets hit by like the tsunami from day after tomorrow, okay? That gets hit by whatever world catastrophic ending laser comes down from the Independence Day spaceship. That's what this interview was altogether. And it's not the worst interview he did yesterday. There's another terrible interview that's going to drop where Joe Biden endorses child mutilation. That's right. We're going to get to all of it. Woo! Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden says he's just going to drop dead. So let's say Trump doesn't run again. Convince Aunt Gloria that she should stick with you. Well, I think Aunt Gloria should take a look. I, I think it's a legitimate thing to be concerned about anyone's age, including mine. I think that's totally legitimate. But I think the best way to make the judgment is to, uh, to you know, watch me. You know, am I slowing up? Am I don't have the same pace as her? You know, uh, and that old joke, you know, uh, um, everybody talks about the, you know, the new 70s, 50s and all that stuff. You know, I, you know, it could be I, I'm a great respecter of fate. I could get a disease tomorrow. I could, you know, drop dead tomorrow. But I, you know, in terms of my energy level, in terms of how much I'm able to do, I think people should look and say, is he, does he still have the same 
passion for what he's doing. And if they think I do and I can do it, then that's fine. If they don't, then they should vote against me. Not against me, they should encourage me not to go. But that's not how I feel. I can't even say the age I'm going to be. I can't even get it out of my mind. Get away from him. I don't like Craig Mel. I don't like that reporter. Like, I don't like, I don't like that. But like, get away from him. I feel sorry for him. What would happen? What would you do? Uh, this is a real hypothetical. What would you do if Joe Biden like came and went like this to you? Like if Joe Biden continued to lean in closer to you and then grab you and go like this. Is anything scarier than Joe Biden grabbing and massaging your shoulder and slowly pulling you towards him going? Look at this Biden grab. We actually we had we we clipped it. We zoomed it in. Watch Joe Biden with this poor Poor MSNBC journalist, the only time on the show you'll ever hear us have any type of empathy or sympathy for MSNBC journalists. Watch this repulsive milk of magnesia, Werther's original breath, like leaning in with the dandruff getting on him and the old cabbage smell. Watch. I can't even say the age I'm going to be. I can't even get it out of my mouth. <laughs> I can't. What if, what if he did? What if Joe Biden did? What would your reaction be? Let me know in the comments. We have the comments up on screen. What would your reaction be? What if Joe Biden did that to you? I can't even get it out of my mouth. Joe Biden. What? It's just in time for Halloween. I guess this is the October surprise. No, the October surprise is that Joe Biden is pro-child mutilation. And we'll get to that clip in just a moment. We got a we got a list for you, baby. It's Monday morning. Joe Biden assaults reporters, which he does regularly. We need to stop. There's so many clips that we have to play for you. And we have to stop here for a moment and say that as of late, Joe Biden is truly showing his dementia because Joe Biden is showing these wild, weird, inappropriate mood swings where he starts. And the only people, the only real people that Joe Biden interacts with, because nobody wants to be around him and everyone's trying to keep their kids away from him, is reporters. So reporters have to stand in the gap of the White House and be like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about a bad abortion inflation? And so when Joe Biden gets a chance to interact with a reporter, he like is often and more regularly going in where he's like grabbing the reporter and breathing on them and yelling at them and getting close and touching them. It's getting very, very handsy. Look at this supercut of Joe Biden, dementia riddled, going at reporters and like grabbing on them and breathing on them. RIP journalists. I can't even say the age I'm going to be. I can't even get it out of my mouth. John Fetterman's going to appear with you today yeah. in Pennsylvania. There haven't been that many candidates campaigning with you. Why are That's more? Not true. There's about fifteen. Count, get count. Okay, and are there going to be even more? Yeah. 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 The green restrictions are being why wasn't his apology enough mr vice president why you're getting nervous man what's wrong with him jill get the meds now we're talking about him grabbing the reporter, but we, we need to stop and like wait for a moment and talk about his answer there. 
Let's talk about his answer. Joe Biden, who's 79 years old, said that he will run for re-election in 2024. Joe Biden has said this many, many times during an MSNBC Sunday morning show. Joe Biden, who turns 80 this month, talked to Jonathan Capehart and aired a bizarre segment with which the journalist phoned his aunt during the interview. He asked Biden about the Democrat voting relatives' concerns about his age. So that's the setup for this question. And then Joe Biden says, but I think the best way to make a judgment is, you know, watch me. Now, he said this before. Remember, Joe Biden said, the proof is in the pudding. I'm no more uh, think about my age than a fly. <sighs> With a recent uh, CBS 60 Minutes interview. Super weird. I know, and this is a segment we call, we take Joe Biden at his word. This is quoting the man. You know, I am slowing up. Do I not have a same pace? Or, you know, that old joke. You know, everybody talks about the new, you know, 70s, 50s, you know, all that stuff. Biden added that he was a great respecter of fate and then said that he may drop dead tomorrow. He may develop a disease. What? This isn't the first time, by the way, that Joe Biden says he may develop a disease. This is clip E flashback, Royce. Like Joe Biden has talked about how he's probably going to develop a disease someday and drop dead before he's done this? You ever heard the term throwing fuel on the fire? This is exactly what our federal government is doing with inflation. They are adding to inflation. They are trying to make your life worse in order to keep power. That's why the consumer price index right now is increasing yet again. The stock market is in total turmoil and our leaders are spending more money. That's exactly what Joe Biden is doing. Spending more money to destroy the American family. Spending more money to turn down inflation is literally the opposite of the thing that you would do if you wanted to actually solve inflation. So what can you do about it? Well, you can text Benny to 989898 and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit to protect your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years experience in converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Have you ever uh, looked at your IRA over the last month or two? What's going on? Have you looked at your 401ks? Ladies and gentlemen, now is time to invest in gold. Do not let the left devalue your savings. Text Benny to 989898 and claim your free, no obligation info kit for Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account with Birch Gold, and Birch Gold has an A-plus rating for the Better Business Bureau. Let them help you do it. They helped my family, and boy, it is a comfort. Go gold, ladies and gentlemen. Is like, is Joe Biden trying to spoil the plot here? What does he know that we don't watch? All kidding aside, it's it's a matter of the thing. We are simpatico on our philosophy of government and simpatico on how we want to attach approach these issues that we're facing. And so I don't have. And when we disagree, it'll be just like it's so far. It's been just like when Barack and I did. It's in private. She'll say, I think we should do A, B, C or D. And I'll say, I don't I like A, don't like B and C. Mm -hmm. And let's go. OK. But and I like I told Barack, if 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 I reach something where there's a, a fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle, I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. Um, we, we don't have that. I'm a, we haven't. It's really funny. <laughs> Not even Kamala could cackle there. Not even Kamala was able to like, 
I mean, co- like a, a school bus full of children could go flying off a cliff and Kamala would find a reason to cackle at it. But not even Kamala had the ability to cackle there. Really funny when you tell a joke. And the punchline is this again, reading from Joe Biden, you know, the old joke, you know, everybody talks about the new, you know, 70s, 50, you know, all that stuff. Hilarious, Joe. Hilarious. Listen, what's actually hilarious is Joe Biden talking about somebody on that screen, on that stage, who's his vice president, who's actually lower in approval rating than Joe Biden. Joe Biden was asked directly about Kamala Harris. Joe Biden asked about Kamala Harris and her job approval and how she's doing as president. Now, remember, you haven't seen the two of them in the same room or even in the same city, me on the same on the same planet, like in the same country. In months, okay, months, you haven't seen Joe Biden and Kamala Harris together in such a long time because they hate each other. We know this. We have connections inside the White House. We have connections inside of the West Wing. We give you a little bit of dish, a little bit of hot tea. There are people that get held over. There are career people that we happen to know. We did spend 15 years in D.C. And what do they tell us? They hate each other. That Kamala often and regularly goes behind Joe's back, talks crap about Joe, and is aiming for his job, obviously, isn't a team player. And Kamala Harris is just one like a like a wicked witch. She can't keep anyone on staff. She's hired this weekend her 15th like speechwriter. Kamala Harris is a very, very bad person at this job. She is the She-Hulk of vice presidents. So what is happening with Joe? Well, you put him on the spot and you say, how is She-Hulk doing? You ever watch the new reality show, She-VP? On Disney Plus? How's it going for you, Joe? And here's, here's the response from the old man. This is elder abuse. The vice president of the United States, yeah. Vice President Harris. How's she doing? You're almost two years in. How's she doing? She's doing great. She is a... Uh... First of all, she's smart as hell. She has, she has a backbone like a ramrod, and she has enormous integrity. And, uh, but if you take a look out there, there isn't any public figure that is, you know, 60% favorable ratings. I mean, now, most of the... And but she is doing a great job and she is and she is really, really thoroughly informed and, and particularly on areas of foreign policy and national security issues. And so I find her to be extremely, extremely uh, well qualified and a great asset. We have lunch once a week and and she is in she there's nothing that she is cut off from you know it's like the i mean joe biden should be cut off from ever giving answers again on camera it's like when you go and visit your dementia relative in the nursing home and you're sitting there at lunch over pudding and they start telling you old stories about the good old days joe biden can't describe a single thing that he likes about kamala Harris. his own vice president can we stop the charade The man has full-blown dementia. He's not fit to conduct an interview, much less to answer questions like, are you going to run again for president? Joe Biden was asked if he's going to run again for president during this same interview by Jonathan Capehart. And Joe Biden says, yeah, I'm going to run for president. 
And then he's asked, what does your wife think about that? And then Joe Biden goes straight into space. Watch. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention, my intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden thinks that uh, my wife thinks that. Uh, that I uh, that, that we're that we're doing something very important. What if I did the rest of the show like this? Would any of you call the police? Like, would, would anybody call like Tampa Fire and Rescue? What if I spent the rest of the show just staring blankly at the ground and breathing heavily? What if anyone behaved like Joe Biden? Why are we giving this guy a pass? Where's the 25th Amendment? Impeach the man, damn it. He's got full-blown dementia. He was asked, like, hey, yo, uh, does your wife want you to does your wife want you to run for president? And even the bootlicker boot liquor on MSNBC is like, Mr. President? Mr. President? <laughs> Mr. President! Somebody called someone! Oh my God, where'd he go? And it's like Jake Tapper last week with Joe, with Joe Biden. Joe Biden drops his note cards and it's just like drops his note cards on the ground and Jake Tapper reaches off, bends over and picks him up. <laughs> you remember that clip? Oh man, can we load that clip? I know guys, we have a lot of clips here. Can we load that clip? Joe Biden, yeah, like Jake Tapper leans over and just picks up the note cards. And Joe Biden had flashcards for these interviews. Yeah, like as he lanes over, he just sticks out his tongue just a little bit and just cleans a little bit of the dirt off of Joe Biden's penny loafer down there. Just such a bootlicker, these people. So you're even terrifying the MSNBC, like Soviet-level apparatchiks, like Stalinist-level um, news apparatchiks, right? The Politburo is there, and you're scaring the hell out of them. They don't know what's going on. They're not, like, ever going to invite, like, Real journalists ever back the White House again. I've not made that decision, but it's my intention, says Biden. Is Jill Biden for it? Biden then spaces off, according to the Daily Mail, staring into the middle distance. Mr. President, the reporter prods, virtually no reaction from Biden. This, this is an incredible article. Jill Biden thinks, uh, my wife thinks uh, 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 that we're doing something uh, uh, very important. Biden finally stammers and manages to, to avoid directing the question or eye contact. Yo! <laughs> like, what? like, what? Here's Joe Biden last week, I think it was, with CNN, where it was supposed to be an hour-long interview, and Joe Biden drops his note cards. Watch. We, we, we passed so much legislation that significantly makes a, makes a point about, you know, for example, the American Rescue Plan, the, the legislation to deal with inflation, um, the, the Inflation Act. We oh, my God. Oh, my God. So these are, so these this like Soviet level level apparatchik interviews. These are too tough for Joe. MSNBC too hard on Joe. CNN too hard on Joe. Jake Tapper, by the way, lifting up his note cards and handing them back. Not saying, Mr. President, what are these note cards? Mr. President, what's this note card? What's it say on it, Mr. President? Like Jake Tapper, not saying that. Handing him the note cards back, conducting the interview, essentially answering the questions for him. 
So that's too hard. I got a family member who's really bad at balancing her budget. And as a small business owner, I've helped her go through her line items and see what her expenses are at the end of the month and help tally them up so that she can stay on budget. She's on a fixed income. And so we help her out. Now, I was shocked to see the amount of money that she is spending for her and her kids to have a cell phone plan. It's one of the first things we did to help her hit her budget every single month is to adjust that wildly inflated bill for cell phone coverage. It is the year 2022. This is one of the number one ways that you can save with your bills. And you got to save because you can see what's happening to the economy right now. You can see what Joe Biden is doing. You got to protect what's yours today. Step one, I told her was switch your cell phone service to PureTalk, America's most reliable 5G network, and you don't have to sacrifice coverage for a fortune every month. I mean, take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, you know how much you pay. It's going to be hundreds of bucks. With PureTalk, you can get unlimited talk and text and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. That's real saving, and it can go to cover groceries, gas. Pure Talk has never raised their rates, and they're run by patriots. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter the code Benny, and you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com and enter the code Benny to save right now with the company that I trust with my business and my family, Pure Talk. So Joe Biden needs easier interviewers. So we're going to invite trans activists, TikTokers to the White House to ask Joe Biden questions. This interview dropped the same day last night. Dylan Mulvaney, days of girlhood trans activist in the Oval Office, asking President Biden to support gender affirming care for children. Dylan Mulvaney, uh, goes on TikTok every single day and talks about the days of transitioning and did a TikTok essentially at the White House to Joe Biden's face. Watch. This is my 221st day of publicly transitioning. God and, love you. Uh, you can tell Joe Biden is like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't, I don't want to be here. I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. God love you. You could tell all like you could tell that old Joe is like very confused now. All right. Joe Biden is confused during breakfast. Joe Biden is very confused during this interview and is asked to his face if he supports child mutilation. Do you support gender affirming, which it is not care for children, a monstrous practice? And this was Joe Biden's response. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. So that's a um, bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. It's 15 days to the midterm elections. And Joe Biden is supporting and endorsing child mutilation. All right. You know my stance on this. My stance as a Christian and as a believer, and as somebody who reads the Bible, is that God created us. God did not make mistakes. God created our skin color. He created our gender. He put us here in this time. We were not born in the wrong time. We were not born the wrong person. God is a benevolent and wonderful creator who creates with perfection and beauty. 
That's real body positivity. That's real affirmation. It's believing in your creator and believing uh, the person who made you did not make you some type of sick joke that Joe Biden has to sit there and say that he's in favor of the barbaric practices that you have seen across the country. And in favor of this is something that is just horrifically and wildly out of step with what the American people, man, you want to lose the suburbs by a hundred points? Go in on this kind of stuff, man. I mean, go in. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of stuff that really, I mean, quite, quite frankly, like, like reduces the Democrat party to a non-functional entity, like takes it to a place where I guess progressives have to progress, right? So if you're a progressive, you must continue to progress. If, and this is where they choose to progress, right? It's not questions about inflation. It's not questions about groceries. It's questions about this, child mutilation. And Joe Biden endorses it. And this is what he chooses to talk about in the very end stages of the 2022 election cycle. And I think it is going to be the most devastating election uh, in my lifetime for Democrats. It's not going to end. I mean, listen, guys, this is ain't going to this ain't going to end well. It progresses, I guess, like a cancer. This is this is like a cancer. This is this is the progression of progressivism and it ends up killing and it ends up destroying and ends up harming. And so it must be stopped. It has to be stopped because you're not allowed. You are allowed your own feelings. You're not allowed your own biological realities. You're not allowed your own facts. You're not allowed your own universe to live in where reality is, is irrelevant. And this is what Joe Biden is trying to make up in this very same, in this very same interview, Joe Biden said that he passed student loan forgiveness through Congress. This is Joe Biden saying that he passed it by a couple votes. This is an executive order that is illegal, by the way. Even Nancy Pelosi says it's legal. Joe Biden saying that he somehow passed student loan forgiveness through Congress, something that did not happen, something that is not reality, biologically, legislatively. This is Joe Biden. I mean, this is the collapse right here. This is the collapse. Watch. The other piece what we're trying to do is you're probably aware I've just signed a law that's being challenged by my Republican colleagues the same people who got PPP loans during the for up to close to in some cases up to five, six hundred thousand dollars. They have no problem with that. The individuals in Congress got those. But um, what we've provided for is if you went to school, if you qualify for a Pell Grant, you qualify for two thousand. I mean, excuse me, uh, you, you qualify for twenty thousand dollars in debt forgiveness. Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get 10000 written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two, and it's in effect. And already a total of, I think it's now, 13 million people have applied for that service. I got it passed by a vote or two. This never hit the floor of the Senate or the House. This student loan forgiveness wasn't passed. And by the way, it's just student loan transference. It's just debt transference to Royce and I running this show and to you, people who either paid off their debt or went to school with no debt because I went to community college or Royce who decided to learn a skill and a profession who's currently running this show. 
Royce, how you doing? Can you say hi to the people? Royce doesn't have his uh doesn't have his light today. He was very upset. Yeah, Here's Royce. Royce. Sweet, Sweet shirt, Royce. Very, very nice. nice. Royce can afford that shirt. Uh, Royce can afford that shirt because he works and has a skill and produces amazing documentaries. We encourage you to go uh, check out our first documentary on our YouTube page. Uh, I drove the Magamobile through Tampa with rapper Forgiato Blow. And uh, man, that thing nuked last night, took off. Royce learned a skill. And so Royce will be paying for his home and his food with the money that he earns. He will be not, and he will not be getting any forgiveness from the federal government, he'll be working and he'll be putting that hard scratch right down on the table because he earned it. Joe Biden saying that he passed student loan forgiveness through Congress is such a wild and insulting condescension, further insult to the people who work for a living, the people whose benefits get paid by guys like Royce and I. And probably you watching at home or wherever you're watching. God bless you. Joe Biden has insulted you further, not just by doing this, by transferring your debt to the people who did not accrue that debt, you, but also insulting you by saying that he passed this through Congress as though like this had some type of like constitutional majority for the American people. It's all deeply, deeply sick. It's impeachable. It's lies. All of it's just lies. And all of it shows the abject collapse of the cancerous, sick worldview that occupies the White House right now. That collapse is steady at hand, and it is intensifying. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring to you our second story of the day, which is, ooh, a tasty, spicy meatball. Judge grants depositions for Fauci and Saki, other high-ranking Biden officials, in case over collusion relationship between Administration and social media companies to censor free speech. Oh, baby. Mm. Boom. Shakalaka. We getting on to it. Dr. Fauci and Jen Psaki colluding with the likes of Twitter, the likes of Facebook, in order to work hand in hand to censor channels like your boy, channels like ours. Ladies and gentlemen, a federal judge has ordered Dr. Fauci and a slew of other high-ranking Biden officials to be deposed over the government's alleged collusion with social media companies to censor free speech. On Friday, the court granted a request brought by mature, mature, uh, Missouri Attorney General, forgive me, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt and Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, both Republicans, both accused the Biden administration of having worked hand-in-hand -hand with social media giants to censor news stories that reflect negatively on what the White House called an egregious attack on the First Amendment, on, uh, negatively on the White House, and called it an egregious attack on the First Amendment. The suit alleges, can't read this morning, ladies and gentlemen, here we go, more coffee. The suit alleges that the Biden administration actively worked with social media companies and encouraged them to censor disfavored viewpoints and speakers in a violation, violative of the First Amendment. This is how it goes, baby. This is how it starts, okay? The regime in collusion with large companies work to destroy your human rights. Now, what do you call that? That is the functional definition of fascism. That is fascism. Fascism is the fusion of the state and industry as one entity in order to destroy the human being. That is fascistic by its very nature and by its classical definition. This is exactly what they did to Alex Berenson. Alex Berenson, ladies and gentlemen, was 
deplatformed from Twitter for speaking truth about COVID-19. And Alex Berenson ended up winning his lawsuit against Twitter. And Alex Berenson will actually be the major indicator for the canary in the coal mine for what's about to happen on these channels. Because what he is proving out is that a social media contract is essentially that. It's a business contract between two entities. And one entity pays the other for goods and services, right? So we are a service. We broadcast and stream live on Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. There are some things that you cannot say on these platforms. We try our best to adhere to those rules. Unfortunately, we don't run those platforms. We want to get our message out to the most amount of people. But this is a contract between us and them. And if they don't specifically state in that contract what we cannot say, well, then they, and then they uh, penalize us for that. Well, it's violative of the contract we have with them. So therefore, we can seek damages because this is a business relationship. It's how it works. We provide a service. We work our asses off on this program. We literally never stop creating this show, doing this program day and night. We are like putting this program together. And so this is a massive moment. Alex Berenson showed the way. The problem with this story is that people like Joe Biden's current press secretary, Jean Crean Pierre and Nina Jenkowitz, uh, the head of Biden's now defunct disinformation governance board, are among the dozens of defendants listed in the suit. They went to places like Twitter and places like Facebook and said, hey, that account, I don't like it. Take it down. Hey, this account, I don't like it. Take it down. Alex Berenson's lawsuit shows White House.gov email accounts saying, ban him. Ban him. They were going after individual people, censoring our free speech when you get when you get sworn in, when you get sworn in, you put your hand on the Constitution and you swear to uphold it. First article says freedom of speech. These people are impeached by their very actions because they have censored and maligned Americans' freedom of speech, which means the freedom to have wrong opinions. In fact, that's exactly the point of the First Amendment is to have opinions that you may disagree with, that may hurt your feelings. So that is what this lawsuit seeks to depose Dr. Fauci for and Dr. Fauci's communications, which would be relevant to the plaintiff's allegations in reference to the alleged suppression of free speech and the lab leak theory of COVID-19's origins. So we know for a fact that Dr. Fauci went through and just tried to destroy the idea that COVID was cooked up in a lab that he funded, probably because that's definitely true. And so now Dr. Fauci is going to be on the hook in this lawsuit. God bless the states of Missouri and Louisiana. If you're watching from Missouri and Louisiana right now, stand up and be proud, man. Your attorney generals are going in. Based. Well done. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment. And this is our ascendancy. We are going to go on offense now. This is the offense, okay? We are going to go after this sick regime, this progressive cancer that is eroding and rotting our society, and that is attempting to kill America, right? Attempting to kill this American experiment, and we're going to save it. We're going to save it, and we're going to look badass while we do it, like Donald Trump looking badass in Trump Force One, rolling through for the first time. Trump saying he's going to probably have to do it again, running in 2024. Trump Force One is the old plane that has been now updated and given a bunch of new functions. Uh, Trump Force One was the original plane that Donald Trump 
campaigned with in 2016, and it's back, baby, and it's more beautiful than ever. Have a look. Woo! Spicy. It's got that, like, strong alpha blue. Is that like a blue? Looks almost like a charcoal black. Look at that. It's like dark. It's like a black and red. Look at that, baby. Shiny. It's gold. It sparkles like a sweet, sweet, fresh bag of Skittles. And we are ready to munch these up. Check it out. Trump Force One rolling through. The flyover happened live. Trump had a rally in Texas this weekend. Take it away. Oh, oh, oh. I'm being told that this might be what? This is Trump Force One. Where over here? Can, can you can you get a? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Please turn your attention to the Here sky as Trump Force One makes its inaugural debut. Put your hands together and let's make some noise for our favorite president, Donald J. Trump. Finally, he finally got it done. Got it, yeah. <laughs> Interesting timing, too. Yeah, wow. That is super cool. Were they able to see that? Okay. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Mike Lindell, based Mike Lindell, is like, I cannot wait to outfit Trump Force One with my pillows. And you better not be sleeping. You better not be sleeping on this rally because Trump Force One flyover was just the start. Rally gave us chills. We watched as a... Uh, moment during the rally, and this was, again, a massive rally in Texas. Robstown, Texas. Have you ever been there? I've never been there. Sounds like a great place, though. Save America. Signs were everywhere. The rally was packed. People chanting USA and let's go Brandon. Donald Trump endorsed a slate of Texas candidates on Saturday night, including Dan Patrick for lieutenant governor, Ken Paxton for attorney general, Whoa, this is a protest, Trump said, of the assembled crowd before they broke into the national anthem, which was so sweet, and it rang in our ears, and we thought it was just absolute chocolatey deliciousness. You should hear it. Was that the people went down there, and you could have had over a million people.
these people have the audacity to say that MAGA hates America, to say that MAGA is an extremist group. Yeah, it shows you what they think extremism is. These people think extremism is loving your country, knowing that America is the most based, badass country on planet Earth, that capitalism has lifted more people out of poverty and has done more good than communism, knowing that our ancestors leave us with a wonderful nation that must be protected and knowing ultimately that God family country is the way to live. That's what they see as extremism. They see that as extremism and they see Dylan Mulvaney as normal. That's what they see as extremism. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of stuff that's going to, again, it's going to descend the Democrat party into, into an unelectable ash heap abyss. We are ascendant and it's beautiful. Donald Trump saying he's going to do it again. The crowd goes wild. Watch. Our country is being destroyed. I ran twice and did much better the second time than I did the first. Getting millions more votes in 2020 than we got in 2016. And likewise, getting more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country by far. And now, in order to make our country successful, safe, and glorious again, I will probably have to do it again. I will probably have to do it again. Donald Trump is being choicy and choosy with his words there because, you know, there are like rules when you announce you're running for president, fundraising rules, lots of lawyers involved, so on and so on and so on. So so we are anxiously awaiting. According to our sources, Donald Trump will be announcing he will be running for president after the midterm elections, after the midterm elections, which happen in 15 days. Have you voted yet? Fine. If you have, we hope that you voted based Republicans. But if you haven't, we encourage you to vote on Election Day. Vote on Election Day. Make the red tsunami unstoppable, ladies and gentlemen. And unstoppable is uh, what has Nancy Pelosi quaking on her broomstick as she flies around cackling on Capitol Hill, enjoying her last few seconds of power, hopefully before prison. Nancy Pelosi says we have to change the narrative from sky high inflation as midterms loom a week away while Bernie Sanders admits he's worried about Dem turnout. Nancy Pelosi, best uh, season for her. She doesn't even have to dress up. For Halloween, it's very easy. She just walks into the office with no makeup on. And goes, oh my God, holy shit, oh God. Please don't do that, Nancy. Nancy said on Sunday that Democrats' fight is not about inflation in the midterms. Ooh, that's not good. Because every poll that we look at says some 30 to 40% of voters say that inflation is the number one issue. That is mixed with the economy and taxes, make it far more than like 60% of the electorate, All is always and consistently in every single poll saying that's what they care about. Nancy Pelosi going, we uh, just don't care about inflation. And uh, this is going to be made very clear by some work that Royce and I did in San Francisco recently that you will be seeing post haste. Here's Nancy Pelosi saying, oh, that thing you all care about, pay no attention. And the fact is, is that uh, when I hear people talk about inflation, as I heard him there, we have to change that subject. Inflation is a global phenomenon. Yeah. The EU, the European Union, the UK, the British have higher 
inflation rate than we do here. It's not the fight is not about inflation. It's about the cost of living. Your dentures are falling out, Nancy. You can see them. You like you can see Nancy Pelosi's dentures actually fall out of her mouth as she's lying. It should be a thing that they build in. It should be like a mechanism they build into dentures like this. When you lie, they just come shooting out of your mouth and the electric teeth go chomping down the desk. I see very clearly the ownership of the ground is with us. It's about getting out the vote. Everything else is a conversation compared to that, says the California Democrat. Oh, really? Okay, but to do that, you have to have inspiration. You can't run on empty. Oh, really? Okay, well, what have you inspired, Nancy, other than nuclear war with Russia? What exactly, pray tell, have you inspired other than 9% inflation rates, which really should be 16%, but you continue to release the strategic petroleum reserve oil that should be there for our national security, but you release it in order to artificially lower gas prices. Get ready. The plan is this. They're going to tank and crush the economy right after the election. They're going to blame Republicans for it. They're already starting to do that. Joe Biden said on Friday, if the economy crashes it's because of MAGA Republicans, he said it. He said it. That's the that's going to be the game plan here. Do Republicans have the iron spine and the brass balls to stand up to them, start impeaching them and start putting the letter of the law into practice in this nation? Like that would mean building a wall, right? Carrie Lake says she's going to declare an invasion and just come down and stop her. It's going to be a beautiful thing. It won't be really beautiful if uh, Nancy Pelosi continues having leadership inside of the House. Nancy Pelosi said this about her potential uh, continuation in leadership for the Democrat Party. You told Andrea Mitchell earlier this week, we need generational change, but in some cases there's no substitute for experience. Will you remain in leadership? In the new Congress. I'm not talking about that. I'm here to talk about how we win the election. But to deliver uh, on all I these was only things. Paying, I was only paying Andre a compliment for all the experience that she has. I see. The, but the fact is, we so, need to. So you may or you may not. I'm not here to talk about me. I'm here to talk about the future, America's working families, for the children. It's always about the children. She's so bad. It's kind of like watching like a silent movie actress, right? Who like, like was like a silent movie, act, like who's like a, from a, like a Charlie Chaplin era, like get, try to do the talkies. Okay. Like if you're, if you're a cinephile out there, uh, it's like watching that. Like Nancy Pelosi doesn't know the steps these days. She's, she's using the old playbook that do, no longer works. It's not functioning anymore. So she's doing the whole, like, I'm not here to talk at I'm here to change the subject. Why do you do that with your hands? What do you do? Do you notice she always, like, there's a claw. Like, she doesn't need to behave further like a velociraptor. And exactly what do you do with those claws, Nancy? Like, you can't, like, what do you pick up with these claws? Like, you try to, like, pick up, like, you try to, like, pick up an item. Nancy's always doing this, always doing this with her hands, right? Terrifying. Could you imagine going to her house or trick-or-treating? You know, like, come here, little kid. And some candy for you. And she got the little claw hands right. So repugnant. And even people like Bernie Sanders are like, yo, uh, we're effed. That's what Bernie Sanders saying. Bernie Sanders, an independent who caucuses with Democrats, suggested that he was concerned about how far left wing voters uh, will turn out. 
Well, I'm worried about the level of voter turnout among young people and working people who will be voting Democratic, Sanders told CNN. And I think, again, uh, that what Democrats have got to do is to contract their, contrast their economic plan with Republicans. Well, what exactly you, is your economic plan? Print as much money until the printing machines literally melt down inside the Federal Reserve and then hoover that money across America from helicopters? It's a great idea. They want the collapse of the dollar. They want a Chinese-style dictatorship. They want to be able to get rid of their political enemies, just like Xi Jinping did during the... Uh, during the Communist Party Congress in China, some creepy stuff, man. It is uh, terrifying watching these clips because this is exactly what the progressive left want in this country to be able to do this with their political. This is what they do on social media already. Okay, so this is a crazy thing uh, from a clip from China. Notable figures from around the world expressed shock after images emerged late on Friday of Chinese communist dictator Xi Jinping having his predecessor, former President Hu Jianto, taken out of the Chinese Party Congress. New York Times noted that the Party Congress is a highly choreographed event, which caused even more concern for the unexpected removal of Hu, who decided to talk to Xi as he was being forcibly removed. Some reports of commentators tried to suggest that Hu might have been uh, feeling unwell, but videos showed him repeatedly appearing to resist being removed from the room as he looked confused and angry. Well, here we go. Watch. So that is essentially a deplatforming in real life. Now, this guy who was a key Communist Party figure, he's the person who really opened up China to the West and was really friendly with the West and allowed for all the Apple microchips and pretty much every product that you own to be made in China and essentially sold Chinese economy to and Chinese slave labor to the West, uh, which we stupidly and graciously took at the expense of our own manufacturing capacity. And so this is a message, according to some commentators that I was seeing on Twitter, this is a message saying, yo, um, we're no longer playing nice with the West. Now is the time for a new Cold War. And this is what Chinese dictator Xi Jinping, who shouldn't be allowed to run again, but has won a, a, a next term, essentially cementing him as a dictator in China. He was not allowed to run, but he, he's supposed to retire after the age of 68. He's 69. And so he won again another five-year term. So get ready, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, great turning, uh, the great turning is here. The fourth turning is here. We are in the fourth turning and we will see. We will see what uh, happens. It's going to be, it's going to be dangerous times ahead. The ouster of who from Beijing's great hall of people came before Xi was able to give, was supposed to give a major speech to some 2,300 CCP officials. Xi, who in 2018 ended the two-term limit for president, is expected to officially confirm his third term, and that happened. He serves as both general secretary of the Communist Party and president and head of the armed forces. It's often referred to as a paramount or supreme leader. Hmm, very good. Well, why don't we go ahead and ask Mitch McConnell how that's going? How's it going, Mitch? Mitch is one of the people who sold us out to China, who eroded what it means to be an American in favor of cheap Chinese slave labor. And the dictatorial 
debutantes of the Chinese Communist Party. Mitch McConnell loves it because it makes him rich, because it makes him really great money in the stock market. His investments are just doing fantastic. Meanwhile, your town is being gutted by the manufacturing that China has stolen from us and also by the fentanyl that China produces and then ships into our country through our open border. So great job. Really spectacular stuff. Mitch McConnell is far more concerned about funding the war in Ukraine. And it looks like American soldiers may be going to Ukraine here in our latest uh, update here. U.S. military forces fully prepared to cross into Ukraine. Oh, that's good. This might be the October surprise we're waiting for. It is not Joe Biden uh, endorsing child mutilation. It is this. Full-scale war, a hot war, a tactical war with Russia. We're already fighting Russia de facto. We're just get, we're just letting Ukrainians fire the bombs, the missiles, and the bullets. We're just giving them all the missiles and bullets and bombs and letting Ukraine have fun by pushing the button. Now, the U.S. military is saying, now nah, we're going to start pushing those buttons. U.S. forces are fully prepared to cross into Ukraine at a moment's notice to fight a war against Russia. Oh, that's cool. The Army's 100, uh, 101st Airborne Division which which boasts the Screaming Eagles moniker, has been deployed to Europe for the first time since World War II. Oh, that's great. Practicing with live tank and artillery rounds not far from the Black Sea, across which Russia has taken territory from Ukraine. Brigadier General John Lubas, the division's deputy commander, stressing that this is not a training deployment, but rather a combat deployment from which his forces need be ready to fight tonight depending on how the situation escalates across the border. Oh, good. So this was what we told you. Joe Biden was ramping down Afghanistan because that had become boring and not productive and not profitable enough for the uh, war hawks and for the permanent war class of people who get rich off the slaughter of American men and women. Not, uh, of course, their children, but your children. And so these forever war warmongers uh, needed to open up a new battlefield, and Ukraine is that battlefield. It's not just about defending NATO, uh, says uh, Charles D'Angia, senior foreign correspondent for CBS News, said in a report from Romania, if the fight escalates and NATO partners are under threat, they're fully prepared to cross into Ukrainian territory if ordered to do so. <laughs> Got it. See that? Gotcha, progressives. See that? That's right. That's right. So Joe Biden's going to fight another war for oil. How you like him now? Libs. How, are you crying yet? Your salty, salty tears flowing yet? Joe Biden's going to fight a war for oil. Great. Really? You feel, you feel proud about your vote for Joe Biden yet? You feeling good? You feeling, you, are you, are you feeling like all warm and fuzzy inside? Has he restored the soul of America yet? Nah, no. He's brought destruction to this place. Not even libs can handle it here, ladies and gentlemen. We just went to San Francisco. It was really bad there. But from what we hear, it's worse in Seattle. Anybody watching from Seattle right now? Anybody watching from Washington State or Portland, Oregon? Socialist in Seattle, a Democrat who was who is elected, were, uh, is like a uh, city council member in Seattle. Ha, she pushed the defund the police narrative. Now she rages at cops for not catching the person who threw six bags of human feces onto her lawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
whatever goes around comes around, baby. And sometimes it comes around in a giant flaming bag of human feces. Socialist Seattle City Council member who pushed for police defunding is livid that cops are not addressing reports of feces being thrown into her lawn. Kashmar Sawat, 49, wrote a letter to police after they failed to investigate six bags of human feces left in her yard, along with threatening emails received during her time, uh, according to Fox News 13. Sawant led a defund of the police protest in 2020 and advocated for the Seattle police budget to be cut by 50%. The most recent bag of filth was tossed onto her property on October 13th, the same day the police closed the investigation. She said the acts are politically motivated. As a socialist city council member who has participated in the Black Lives Matter protest, I am being told that my case of six threatening incidents involving human excrement don't merit even a serious investigation, let alone protection. <laughs> Hello, it's the police, man. Oh, we remember you. Sorry, can't do anything about that. See ya. Hope, uh... Whew. Hope you have a, a cold right now because it, it smells really bad out of here. Hope you uh hope you have some really high-powered spray washers that can chemical washers really that can really get, really drive this stuff out. That's not our job though here. We're the police. What have we told you forever? You get what you vote for, okay? You get what you vote for. So think about it before you and most importantly, move. Voting with your feet is really important. Here's how it works in a democracy. Here's how it works here in this country. And it's not really a democracy. It's a representative republic at its best. It's an oligarchy at its worst, which is where we are now, of co corporations and people who lick their boots. But it, at its best, in a republic, you know, votes equal power. All right. They don't you don't really directly elect anyone. You don't really directly elect the Republican Party. You send a congressperson to Congress. Now, those seats are allocated by the population of your state. And so if more people leave the state, then that means that more votes go to red areas or red states. Florida gained two, count them, congressional districts. Where did we gain them from? New York. We stole, literally stole seats from New York. Well, we didn't steal anything. I mean, we took the power from New York. We talk about taking the power, speaking truth to power. This is us literally taking power from blue states and giving that power to red states. This is why they want criminal illegal migrants to be counted in the census for this exact reason, because states like California are set to lose 10, 20 Electoral votes. Now, those votes elect, uh, directly elect through the Electoral College the president of the United States. Ooh, boy, howdy. Now we're getting scary. So the failures of these people inside of these blue areas are going to lead to people fleeing those areas. It's going to lead to those areas in total decay and decline. Go check out inner city Baltimore. You'll see what looks like a ghost town. You'll see war zones. You'll see stuff that looks way worse than Ukraine here in America. Just in case you're wondering where the real war is, the real war is for this country. Ukraine is Ukraine is a sideshow compared to the real war. The real war is on America. It's on this place. And they've been fighting that war to destroy this place since their the, the 1960s communist revolution inside the Democrat Party. That is now in its full-blown uh, monkeypox stage, right? Like now it's in like its full-blown, like egregious, just, just disgusting on its face stage.
You're seeing the end stages of the cancer that is progressivism rip through the Democrat Party and rot that corpse out. And so, ladies and gentlemen, do not let it affect your area. Do not let you do not let the cancer infect where you live. Vote right. Vote red. Vote smart. And um, if you voted to defund the police, well, and if someone throws bags of poop at you, what, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, you know, uh, I hope you have Antifa on speed dial. Patrice Kalours with BLM can't be reached inside of her BLM mansion. Too bad, ladies and gentlemen. And you get what you vote for. So good, actually. I say great. And the police, the like three police that are left in Seattle should literally refuse to uh, visit this person's house. You get what you vote for. We know what we want on this show. We want God, family, country to be the priorities of this nation. That's what we advocate for every single day. We're free men and women, and we're going to stay that way because we fight, even on Twitch, which holla, holla at my Twitch people today. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to save this country, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to laugh, we're going to ridicule, and we're going to drink those salty, delicious tears from the libs that are crying, crying, crying. They're going to be crying big crocodile tears in 14 days. We've got a lot of incredible content coming your way. Stay tuned to this space. God bless you. My name is Benny Johnson. This has been The Benny Show.